This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the tennis betting podcast and YouTube show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, your host, and I'm joined by our senior tennis handicapper. It's Sean Calvert. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Good afternoon. You all right? Not bad well, I'm more worried about you. You said you're cold. It's freezing cold, isn't it? You, you can't you can't warm up. I've had to start doing exercises. You know, people always say, like, oh, we do it, you know, people you haven't got time to go to the gym, do some exercise at your desk and stuff like that. I don't yep. I, you, you always do that, I can imagine. This was, this was the only exercise I do. Lifting an empty glass. <laughs> a full glass of lager, but there's no lager in this normally it's, full. it's lemon juice in there, it's all gone. Well, it was. It was. I've forgotten what I was saying now. You're yeah, saying about it's, exercises. It's, it's, it's so cold, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, people say I moan about stuff, and, you know, obviously I do. But it's 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 this office where I work. It's, as I said before, it's outside, so it, it's not exactly warm in here. And if you sat at a desk, which I have been for about six, seven, eight hours this morning, um, your, your, feet, your feet just get freezing. You have to do a load of exercise. I'm, I'm finding myself doing, like, lunges and you know, bicep curls and that just to get the sort of blood pumping, but I think going a bit too far because I mean the, the glutes have uh, the glutes have gone a bit today. So um, maybe I'm not bit, as supple as I used to be. That sounds a bit heavy just to warm up, but yeah, just turn the heat up. I a can't warm more. up. I'm like a lizard. This is this is why I go to like the, the hot tournaments because until about lunchtime or just after lunch, I'm freezing. Whatever the weather is, and then you know once once I have a bit of lunch and that, and I'm fine, but. Takes me a long time to get oh, going yeah. in the morning. It's it's it always has, even when I was younger. It's nothing to do with the fact that I'm a bit older now. I got in the car yesterday, and I've got I've got a little convertible car. I've had it for years. I've I'm not changing the car. Little just... little Ferrari or something. No, it's a little it's a little Audi, <laughs> but it's a convertible. But it's 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 like I when I got it, it was my pride and joy. But now I'm, I love it too much. I'm not going to get rid of it. I don't want a new car. So I want to keep running that one to the ground. I don't use cars anymore. I just like last year, I probably done 500 miles. That was all. I'm and just got... Lagan's taxi driver. That's that's all I use cars for. Yeah. I got in the car yesterday, and it it all, all the ice was inside. The, 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 oh yeah, the, that's, uh, that can happen. The chill chiseled all the ice out. Just that that's how cold it was. Horrible. I couldn't open the door. It's not pleasant, is it? We're watching the tennis players in like twenty eight, thirty degrees, and we're sort of sat here at minus four. I know. So, well, uh, to some parts good. of America, it's like minus fifteen, minus twenty. Oh like, yeah, sort of, sort of it, the NFL games last week was insane. So there's a lot that? worse off than me, even in Scotland, because Natasha was supposed to be going up to Scotland. It was minus fifteen. Yep. So we have it. We have it easier, but you know, I, I do like I do like the sun and the warmth. I can't be doing with this. Well, get, get do some exercises. Get yourself ready. I've done them. Get yourself motivated. Come on, Sean. We can do it. I've we done need them. some motivation. Don't worry. We need some motivation. We need some winners, Sean. We need some winners. We haven't started well, that, very well. That, that, a little bit behind. Question. Yeah, we don't. Get some get some motivate. Get some exercises. Get your mind set and get some get some tips. Uh, let's have a look at the uh, tournament. Obviously. Um, some of these players are through to the last 16 already now. It goes so quick. All of a sudden, we're one week in the tournament, round 16. So I'm through to the round four. Still some matches this evening in round three, which we'll talk about. But let's have a look at the outright prices now for the men's singles 
at the Australian Open 2024. And Novak Djokovic is the market leader at plus 110. He was plus 120. I would I was thinking that line might have actually moved a little bit more. He started off at even money. He's now uh, still bigger than what at the start. But the draws opened up for him. And he, he for the first time today, he played well. Uh, mm. I love the tournament. Alcaraz plus 280. Yannick Sinner has just been in sensational form at $4. Medvedev came through in a real struggle yesterday. Against Ruzovari. Tell me about it. Yeah, there was a long night. <laughs> what time did that finish about? Because I was out yesterday. About four, four o'clock in the morning. Nearly, nearly four o'clock in the morning. Morning. Well, how, do they, how do they get out of there? You know, you can't do that in, in England or London. You wouldn't be able to do it. How can you get home from there for one in the morning? But anyway, uh, what do you it do? depends where you live. If you live relatively close to Melbourne Park, then then fine. I'm sure there are, there are taxis still operating at that time. Although you always have to pay it. A premium. The difference with Wimbledon is that the, the local, as you probably know, the local council mm. don't allow them to play after I think it's eleven, isn't it? PM because yep. Yep. of the local council rules. But obviously, they don't have that in in New York and, and Melbourne. Man, four in the morning anyway. Alex De Binu are now thirty to one. He's the fifth favourite to win his first major. Dimitrov thirty three. Zverev forty. Rublev who come through very easy today against Korda fifty to one. Sitsipas the last uh, last year's beaten finest fifty to one. Kasparud seventy five. Herkash seventy five. And Tommy Paul. The leading American at 100. Um, I said at the top of the show when we looked at the odds there, Novak Djokovic. I was expecting to see Novak Djokovic back at minus money today. I, I really did because he's now got an exhausted Manorino before he gets in the quarterfinals and the draw has opened up for me a little bit with uh, Ben Shelton going out this morning. Um, what did you make of Djokovic today? Well, I didn't watch that much of it because I was watching Shelton. Right. Uh, a great match. I did see some of Djokovic, but they were on at the same time, weren't they? I saw bits of Djokovic. I didn't see as much of it. The Shelton match was a great match, by the way. It's a clash of stars. I thought that would be a, a slightly tricky one for Shelton, but he kind of let his chances go there, Shelton, unfortunately, from 2-1. He kind of let, let himself get dragged into the Manorino kind of web of of kind of peculiar shots and, and the, the, the magic that he weaves. And he didn't quite have the, the strength, the, the physicality to get past the last two sets, unfortunately, Shelton. But yeah, for Novak, Novak Djokovic, the bits that I did see, he did look better, certainly, mm. than the first two rounds. I still think the forehand look is a little shaky, maybe slightly affected by this supposed wrist injury. But, you know, it, 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 you had your chances, didn't you, against Djokovic? Popirin was the guy that should have done it, really. It should have gone two sets up, two sets to one up. You know, from there, anything was possible. Once you let Djokovic off the hook like that, you, you don't get another chance very often, do you? And, and Echeverry didn't really have the the stardust, if you want to call it that, to to really press Djokovic into a sort of fourth or fifth set. So if you're a Djokovic backer, it's 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 looking pretty pretty handy for you at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's opened up. It's funny how quickly things change. We were saying this that last time we spoke a couple of days ago, Djokovic potentially a fade and out to plus one twenty, and now we're saying that plus one ten. We thought we might be. Well, we might, well I did. I, we I didn't have that. We didn't have the the necessary to fade him, did we? We sort of oh. said it, it, we're not sure whether to back or or fade. I've I've, I've actually I've actually faded him. I've actually so, so I've I've taken a wager on him. Someone's bet bet Djokovic for me to win the tournament, but I'm. You um, might be able to offset that in play if you play someone like I don't know Sinner or well Sinner's the obvious one um, in the semi-finals. He might get Djokovic back at a, a bigger price if he goes. That's a, a massive, massive down. match for me. That Sinner man because I'm on Sinner at sixteen to one to win the tournament from last November or last October. Problem with that is if Sinner wins against Djokovic, he can't. I mean, he's he's got to get there first. I can't imagine Kashanov's going to be easy. No, that'll be probably four sets at least I would have thought long sets then he's got to play probably Diminor well Diminor or Rublev he'll probably be hoping it's Rublev because he's 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 thrashed Rublev hasn't he the last few mm. times Diminor's 
will probably make him play a lot more balls. Then he's got to play Djokovic. If he gets through that, you can't imagine that'll be anything less than a sort of five setter. And then he's then he's got to play a final. So and it's going to get hot again next week. Um, Wednesday thirty one, um, Tuesday twenty seven. So depending on when these matches are played, you know it's going to be it's a tough old ride for Yannick Sinner. Thank you very much for dampening my optimism. Now. I, was saying, getting, I, was, I was getting very excited about it. And you just, I'm, I'm you saying he's not going to do it. I'm not saying he's you, not going to do you, it. You just made me feel I was all pumped. Sixteen to one yeah. into four to one. Big Max Jean's. You could lay him though, couldn't you? Like, he's what is he yeah. now? Six six to one. Five six. I don't do them things. I just we're all in. It's basically <laughs> all in. Not worrying about it. No, no are you, are you each way then, or just no? Just a win. All in. Okay. All in. No sixteen to one. Bang. It's a good price. I'm not saying it's not a good price. I'm just saying that is a difficult draw. Very difficult. Two hundred. I've had 200 quid on him at 16 to 1. And, uh, and I've laid Djokovic for a £1,000. So that match is worth it. If they get that far, it's a huge, huge match for me. When so that I'll, match plays, let's 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 follow Nigel on Twitter and see. I'll be what taking he's... the dog for a long walk for about forty-five minutes an hour, <laughs> and I'm not watching. I, ne- I always do that. I always just take the dog out and just when it, whenever there's a big game, there's a big. But I, I just think Sinner's the man this year. I think he's the one. That, anyway, let's, let's see. see. It's a, long, a long way to go, and if we do get that eventually, as he will have it covered here on the the show and game bet match. Just one other quick thing: we've got obviously um, Medvedev come through an epic yesterday, huge match just scary against Rusevoy and Alcaraz, yeah. um, not looking convincing either. Yeah, so Medvedev, he certainly didn't hit the heights, did he? Um, yesterday, he was terrible in the first two sets, even though he served for the second set. Just the, the, he did say after, he kind of explained why. He said it was to do with the warm-up, wasn't it? He, he wasn't warming up at the right time and in the right conditions because he didn't know whether the roof was going to be on, roof was going to be off, when he was going to be on. So he said he didn't eat at the right time, he didn't warm up at the right time. So he came in cold, if you want to call it that. In that, And he certainly did. He was very, very poor during the first most of that match actually it's only in the fifth set really at about half past three in the morning that he started playing his his best stuff Medvedev prior to that he was poor really poor Rusevori would probably be kicking himself not for winning that for not winning that in sort of three or four sets really so what 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 has that taken out of Medvedev I mean I, he should be all right I mean I say that he probably didn't get to bed till six o'clock in the morning so we'll have to see it's not a plus is it for, for, no. for Medvedev because it's, it's not something we want to see um and as far as, as Alcaraz is concerned, you know, we, I did say, didn't I, that Sonego often takes at least a set against top 10 players. I suggested it might be the first set. Of course, it was the second set that, that Sonego won and had another tiebreak as well, didn't he? So Alcaraz not convincing at all. Medvedev potentially tired. Um, you know, that bottom half is wide open. It certainly is. Uh, Medvedev out to 12 to 1 and Alcaraz is now plus 280 at Bet Rivers. I was going to mention one other thing. I know it's, I don't know I don't know if you watched it. I know you don't follow the You didn't see that tie break yesterday between Rybakina and Blinkova, did you? I heard of it. I didn't see it. My Sean, you've got to watch it. It's the most amazing tie break you'll ever see. 42 points it went on for. 16 match points. Betting in play must have 16 been match points. I'm surprised I wasn't on Rybakina. It was unbelievable. She she had six match points and the Blinkova converted on a 10th match point and she's playing Blinkova's playing today against Paulini and I'm not joking I mean you've got to be a massive fade of Blinkova after that match I mean that match that that tie break emotionally what it was taken out of there was absolutely incredible you've got to watch it to believe it it was amazing I, I can believe amazing. it I've seen a lot of WTA in my time yeah. it doesn't surprise me at all Incredible. 42 minutes, the longest ever tie break in uh, in the Grand Slam history. That was incredible on that women's match. If you haven't, haven't seen it on YouTube, look, look it up on YouTube. But in, in play, the, the twists and turns of the betting on Bet Rivers website were just insane to watch. Okay, let's move across uh, to the matches. And we've highlighted four 
matches that we were would feature here on the show. The first one is this evening at 9.30. It's two big servers, 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 Her, Hubert Herkash uh, up against uh, Ugo Umber, big left-hander. Uh, Herkash is minus 175, Umber is plus 138. If you look at the spread, it's two and a half, uh, minus 182 Umber minus one four no one minus one twelve sorry I couldn't read my writing Herkash uh, Umber plus two and a half is minus one fourteen and the total here is a very high forty and a half which when you consider how big the serving are these two players that wouldn't surprise you if you look at the two matches they played previously uh, Herkash has won them both but both matches in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three featured a tiebreak um, and you know in this quarter conditions here. Uh, you would think this is another long one, but 40 and a half is pitch time. Before we come on to that match, Sean, what's the, you say the weather's changing, going to be hot again. What are the conditions here going to be like for this match this evening? Uh, a little bit warmer again, 26 degrees uh, during the day in, in Melbourne. So a little bit warmer than we've seen in the previous days. And then it goes back down again to sort of 21, 21 again, then back up to 27 and 31. So typical Melbourne. But as far as this match is concerned, um, warmish, warmer than it has been in the last couple of days. Uh, so that's it. So we're going to get a little bit hotter, but who's going to win it? Who's going to be the hottest on the court? I like I like Hubie here. Right. Did you say that he was our best player last year in terms he of winning? He was bets? our most profitable player, not only on the outright, but on the matches as well. When we went with him, he made us more money than anybody else. And we obviously got him at 33 to 1 to win the tournament. What tournament yeah. was that? Was uh, Shanghai, wasn't it? Shanghai, that's Shanghai. it. Yeah. I, I do like him here. I mean, I don't like Humbert against against. Big hitters, big servers, basically. If you look at Humbert's career record against opponents who have an average first serve speed of over 192 kilometers an hour, of which Herkash is one, his record is four wins and 18 losses, Humbert, and an average of 31% return points won. So he, he really is not at his best at all against someone with the, the power on the serve that, that Herkash has. Look at the head-to-head. You mentioned it uh, a couple of tie breaks. You mentioned a minute ago, but overall, it's... Very much in favour of Herkash. The service points won, return points won, titles 106 to 94 in favour of Hubert Herkash. Humbert's only won 29% of his return points against Herkash. So no real inroads at all on the Herkash serve. He's held to serve 89% of the time as Herkash against Humbert. So the matchup has been favourable one for Herkash. Yes, he's won the, the two matches, but and one of them was a final set tie, but he, he often goes that way, doesn't he? But He's certainly had the better of things. Uh, he also has a very, very good record against left-handers, does Hubert Herkash. Won 16 of his last 19 matches against lefties. Lost a couple against the very tricky Adrian Manorino. But Humbert doesn't play that way. Humbert doesn't play with that kind of guile that Manorino does. Uh, we cashed him the other day, didn't we, as well, Herkash? In yep. the over games uh, against Mensik. Maybe slightly lucky there, because, because it went the way I thought, but Mensik... He did really well to win that first set, Mensik. He should a little bit of burglary winning that first set, Mensik. Herkash was too bit too passive as he often is, which is often why he leads to, leads himself into tiebreaks. He doesn't he doesn't press enough. He's content to sort of wait. Um, does need to impose himself more, I think, in matches Herkash. But I feel like he's got the beating of of Humbert here, and the fact that Humbert very rarely gets close to the Herkash serve suggests to me that the minus two and a half games. Um, on the handicap on her cash is, is the way to play this, which is a minus one one four chance for Bet Rivers one point eight eight in decimal. Yeah, it's actually moved to minus one twelve now. A little bit better for us, slightly slightly, but well, even better than what's that one point nine? Yeah, they're, they're they're even better for us. So 
Minus 112, we're going to go for her cash, minus two and a half on the game handicap. And remember, the poll is our most profitable player last season. And we read him right this week. We've got this, we got 100% record on him in 2024 in his matches as well. So he's a bit of a lucky charm for us on this podcast, her cash, whenever we go with He's him. easy to read, he does. That's yeah, why. He's, he's quite great. Good to, and remember, there is a, there's a staggering 44 markets available on the Bet Rivers website on this match. 45 on some of the matches tomorrow. I don't think you'll see a better a range of array of markets than any book with any other sports book across the United States of America. And remember, if you watch live, you can bet live with bet rivers. Uh, you'll be able to live stream that match on your tablet or your home computer. And also remember bet rivers have an offer. Uh, bet rivers have an offer. They're offering a live profit boost on every day of the Australian open open. When you place a wager of at least $25 during a match, you receive a 20% profit boost limit one per day, every day of the tournament. See the bet rivers website for full details on the Australian Open bet and get. So bet and get, watch live and bet live. Um, okay, next match, uh, Cam Norrie. Uh, amazing, still in the tournament, actually, to be fair. Um, uh, had a bit of an injury concern coming into it, but he's up against Kasper Rude. Now, the Norwegian has an exceptional record against Cam Norrie. He's, he's played three times, he's won three times, and pretty, pretty one-sided affairs in San Diego in 2021. He won six love, six one in the final there. So he hasn't got, the Brit hasn't got anywhere near to Rude in their previous matches. Uh, he's a favourite here. Casper Rude, no surprise with that head-to-head, minus 278. Cam Norrie is 215. The spread is four and a half, around about minus 110 and minus 114 for Cam Norrie, receiving four and a half. And the total here is 39 and a half. Can Cam make this a little bit competitive or does it go to the to the form book and the head-to-head? I think Casper Rude should be winning this. Yeah. Um, I said in the last one, didn't I, that Norrie would, potentially struggling against Zepierre. He was two sets down, wasn't he? The overs, the lean on that one was was easily successful, wasn't it? I mean, on current form uh, and also the career series, Rude really should be winning this match. You know, he's been working pretty hard over the off-season, Casper Rude, on several things. Uh, he changed his physical coach, lost a bit of weight. He said he was a couple of kilos too heavy last year. Um, playing more aggressively now, which he does need to do because he's, you know, he has been a little bit too passive at times. Casper Rude, but I think those are all positive changes. You know, he's not he's not just settling for what he's achieved so far. He's he's trying to to bring more layers to his game. In the last twelve months at main level and outdoor hard, Casper um, Rude a better record, hundred and four in terms of service points, one every ten points, one compared to Norris hundred and one. And their head to head is is as you said, frighteningly overwhelming in favour of Casper Rude, hundred and nine to ninety one in terms of the service points, one every ten points, one. Pretty big margin there. Casper um, Rude's held serve 90% of the time against Cam Norrie. And Norrie's only held serve 66% of the time. So there's there's, there's not much to say as far, as far as Norrie's concerned here. The reality for him is he's going to have to play a lot better than he has done at any time in the last sort of nine, ten months um, to win this. He's got to turn around a, an unfavorable matchup. So for me, if you're betting in this match, Casper um, Rude minus one and a half sets. Or under 39 and a half total games. I think that's a minus 120 chance of Bet Rivers. I think that's where I'd be heading if I was having a wager on this one. Yeah, so no, the final Brit standing, Cam Norrie, in the men's and the women's draw, but he will not be making the last 16 in Melbourne, according to Sean here. And it's going to go to the head-to-head. Casper Hood leads 3-0, could be making it 4-0. And talking of head-to-heads, the next match is, is an incredible head-to-head. And Medvedev, yeah. obviously, we touched on him, must be exhausted, finished his last match at 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, with that win over Ruzavori. And he's up next against Felix Auger-Eliassim. And I'm quite p- glad to see 
Felix playing well here. I'm a, I like Felix Auger this year. I think he's a very good talent. He lost his way at the end of last year. But he's playing well here, but he's running to his old nemesis. He's running to Medvedev, who has an overwhelming head-to-head of six matches they've played, and he's won the lot and only lost one set. In, I was on those three sets. He lost. They, they played in the Australian Open, didn't they? Uh, where, where Medvedev yeah. won three two, come back from two sets to love down. I think it was. But uh, an amazing head to head play in favour of Medvedev here, and he's a very heavy favourite with better rivers. Minus five sixty for the Russian, four dollars for Felix or LJ Sim. The handicap is six and a half though, which does seem quite quite heavy, really. I would say, given that Medvedev has matched the excursions he had through the last match. Plus one hundred seven, Medvedev giving up six and a half. Felix Auger Sim receiving six and a half is plus uh, minus one thirty seven, and the total is thirty five and a half. Um, the last time they met here. I think there's 39, 49, 58 games there was in their last match here in 2022. And the mm. line is pitched at 35 and a half. How do you see this going? I think the bookies are telling you there that Felix is not the player he was, mm. uh, you know, a year or two ago. It, it just isn't. I, it, I don't know what's, whether it's just injuries, loss of confidence, what it is with Felix, but he isn't playing anywhere near that level these days. And that's that's why the line is as it is. And obviously the head-to-head as well. The question really is what what is that ridiculously late finish against Rusevoari done to Medvedev? You know, it, it the answer may be not a lot. He doesn't generally look tired, does he, Medvedev? Uh-huh. He's not a player that's um, he's not like a Monfils. He's constantly bending over, leaning on his racket between points. You don't see any of that from him, do you, Medvedev? But I mean, he started so slowly, as I said a, a little while ago, and blamed that on the uncertainty around when and where he was going to play and in, under what conditions. And you know, he only found his form after three and a half, four sets, really. If he does that again, you know, he, he could be in a significant amount of trouble if Felix brings his best tennis, which, again, we haven't seen for quite some considerable time. In terms of the head-to-head, the totals, as you said, nil six, mm. win, loss, the, the service points, one and return points, one totals. Medvedev, 107. Felix, 93. So another wide margin on the head-to-heads. Looking slightly deeper into it, Felix has only won 40% of his second serve points against Medvedev. Medvedev has won 55%. So a very clear difference in quality from the back of the court between these two. Medvedev 55, Felix 40. And Felix has only won 32% of return points. So he hasn't really been very effective at all on the Medvedev serve. Medvedev, uh, by way of comparison, has won 39% of his return points. So if you're assuming that Medvedev has recovered in time, um, which I, I hope he has, obviously, uh, you would imagine he's going to win this matchup uh, against Felix again. The, perhaps the way to play this is hoping or, or thinking again that Medvedev's going to start slowly because the, the opening set between these two has been competitive pretty much all the time. The opening set's gone to at least 10 games in four of their last five meetings. And given that Medvedev could be forgiven for being a little bit rusty, so to speak, um, maybe a little bit slow to start, then the price on the over 10 and a half in set one with Bet Rivers of plus 220 is is one to consider, I think. Yeah. Uh, close first set. Um, Felix Orgelissim has, has been a very popular bet for us on the first sets to go over. His first sets to be tie breaks. If you, you want to go with that kind of trend, you want to get a bit of value there on the over 10 and a half on set number one in a match that I believe might be a little bit closer than those lines suggest. I think Felix... I uh, hope it won't. Yeah, I think Medvedev will come <laughs> through, but I think six and a half has been a little bit disrespectful for Felix, who... Everyone was talking about as being a major breakthrough two years ago, and now he's sort of dropped there down the rankings. But he's still a quality player on his day. I think six enough, and the timing could be right to face Medvedev. So I'm not convinced by that very heavy favourite tag for Medvedev here. 
Um, remember that match is the night match, so that game that match will start around about three a.m. Saturday morning, so it's a late one. So uh, you've got plenty of time to get your bets on on the Felix Medvedev match. And if you want to head to the Bet Rivers website, like I said, there's forty five different markets. You'll find the market that Sean has highlighted there over ten and a half on set number one. The final match we are going to discuss is Tommy Paul. He's the most likely American to win this tournament. Um, and the betting, 100 to 1, though. That's the, that's the odds you're going to get for him. He's up against Kekmanovic. Uh, Tommy Paul is minus 278, Kekmanovic. So more likely up. than Fritz, then? Yeah, um, he's 100 to 1. Um, Fritz is 125. Okay. Um, quite surprised that, because Fritz has got a relatively easy section. It's yeah, I was slightly surprised when you said that. But yeah, mm. thinking about yeah. it, he's got to play Djokovic, I suppose, Fritz, which basically is no chance for him, no. really, I guess. Uh, Tommy Paul minus 278, Kekmanovic is plus 220. The spread here is four and a half minus 124 for Paul, plus minus 103 for Kekmanovic receiving the four, uh, four and a half. Total is 38 and a half over and under, exactly the same, minus 112. 8 p.m. Eastern start. Head to head, surprisingly, 3 1, Kekmanovic. Um, you've got the head to the rec- the head record, but he's an overwhelming underdog here. And if you look at their record, um, there's a lot of tie breaks in their matches as well. One match in the Australian Open here was 7-6-7-5-7-6 to Kate Manovic in round two. I've only got three matches here. They played another one. They played in a, in a pro match series in the UTR, which Kate Ugh. Manovic won three, okay. four, it was first of four sets. Three, four, four, one, four, one. So going right. my, my record okay. there. But in, may, in, in the main level, it's 2-1 to Kate Manovic. And they met in the 2022 Australian Open where Kate Manovic will run in round two. Um what do you think about this one? I mean, I'm look, just looking at the the record and looking at how the, the odds. It, is it as clear cut as Tommy Paul being minus two seventy eight? Does that seem a bit very heavy favourite? Yeah, I don't like this price at all. Really, I know you're not a big fan of Kekmanovic, and no, I can see why he, he doesn't convince with the with the kind of mental side of the game. Does he? he always looks miserable? Never really gives you much, does he? He just looks like it's a real chore for him a lot of the time, and I don't think he's the strongest mentally. I think it's fair to say that. Um, but the head-to-head has been, it's favoured Kekmanovic, really. Mm. Tommy Paul's found it extremely tough facing this guy. Um, in the, the three matches that were played at main level that we have the statistics for, the head-to-head does favour Kekmanovic, as I said, 102 to 98 in terms of the service points won and return points won. And, and Tommy Paul's found it hard to break the Kekmanovic serve. I mean, he doesn't have the biggest of serves, Kekmanovic, but Paul's done not a lot with it, really. Kekmanovic has held serve 90% of the time, which is big for a player that doesn't possess a, you know, a concussive first serve. And and on the second serves as well, Kekmanovic has won 57% of his second serve points, which is 5% more than Tommy Paul in this matchup. So there's not really a lot going for Tommy Paul here other than Kekmanovic. He's, he's very in and out, isn't he? He's not a player that you'd want to put your last dollar on, is he? You, you know, sometimes he just doesn't show up. Again, a bit moody. Doesn't he's not really feeling it. He can go away all too tamely, can't he? That's that's what would concern me here if I was backing Kekmanovic. But in theory, he should be he should be in good spirits. You know, he came through a really tight five setter against Jan Leonard Struff. Struff didn't take his chance, did he? I think he had a match point on his own serve. A couple of match points, didn't he? A couple. Match. Yeah, not not only serve, he had one on his serve, but he had, a, I think, he had two match points and failed to take them. Yeah, he definitely had one on his serve. I was trying to watch two or three matches at once at the time, and I, I didn't actually see what he did, but he certainly didn't take the match point. Um, you know, Paul's playing well. You know, he beat Jack Jack Draper. You know, what did Draper have a lot left in the tank? Well, possibly not. I just think on on the head to head, it's it's not a very good price, is it, on Tommy Paul? Um, there's a couple of ways you can play it. I mean, set one overs, that's cashed 
obviously two of the three times that they've played. Look, all the sets they've played, seven, five, seven, six, seven, six, seven, five, seven, six. Their last um, five sets they've met on, on, hard, on outdoor hard. So over 10 and a half at 3.1 uh, plus 210 of Bet Rivers is kind of an obvious option there. Um, all the over 38 and a half games, I feel like if, if Paul is going to win this match, he's, I feel like he's going to have to do it the hard way unless Kekmanovic puts in one of his moody ones and, and just kind of disappears in, a, in a, a kind of feeble three. But if he's there, and he should be, um, over 38 and a half is, is certainly an option at around about minus 111 with Bet Rivers, 1.9 in decimal. I think the reason why he is the price he is is because of that marathon match against Struth uh, coming into this match. The market obviously always likes to oppose these players who have these huge, huge matches before, long matches before. So that's probably yeah. why he is. But the last time they played, uh, sorry, this was, yeah, the last the, the, It this wasn't was that long. It was like three hours 21. I mean, it was a five setter, but three hours 21 isn't, that's not that long really, is it? No, not really. It's but not like I think, I think the market hours. does look at five setters and especially with tie breaks and thinks, you know, this is a little bit. This is a little bit interesting. But the last time they met was in the Australian Open uh, back in 2022. Uh, Kate was plus 188 to win that match. He's plus 220 and he did win the match in, in, in three straight sets. So uh, at plus 220, it probably is a little bit of value given the head-to-head -head and given that the form the two of them show coming into it. That's 8 p.m. Eastern time. Remember, the action starts around about 7 p.m. Eastern time this evening. Uh, check the Bivers website. There's a whole host of other matches as well, not only on the, on the men's draw, but also the women's draw. And you'll be able to see our WTA picks. Uh, I've given a couple of picks on there today. I've got one pick today. I think I've sort of touched on it already, but uh, that will be posted on our betting angles. You'll be able to see that on our YouTube channel and also on our socials. Remember our social, you can follow us at Because We Win on Twitter and Instagram and you subscribe to the Betting Weekly Studios YouTube channel. Thank you very much for all the new subscribers. We've got a huge amount of subscribers in the last couple of weeks. So thank you very much for everyone. If you're new to the channel, welcome along. There's some great soccer content this week as well. European show and the Premier League is back and there's uh, loads of stuff on the YouTube channel on the soccer. And you can also download the podcast uh, on your preferred podcast provider as well so thank you very much for all the new subscribers keep liking keep making just give us the comments we'll answer any questions what's your best bet we want to know your best bet uh who do you want to win the tournament are you with me are you team sinner or do you think Djokovic is a fader it's up to me so hopefully you'll be cheering me on if we get to that semi-final uh Sean thank you very much for your time my friend I uh, know we won't Pleasure. be back tomorrow it's the weekend but we'll be back on Sunday uh on our usual time and we'll be uh Looking ahead, I think probably quarterfinals. Then, wasn't it? Looking at quarterfinals, or the fourth round. But anyway, tennis is coming fast. We'll, we'll, we'll be back on Sunday previewing the matches for Sunday. Enjoy your day. Good luck with your wages. But before we go, Sean, just give us a quick recap. One of the best bets for this evening. Yeah, my official play is uh, Hubert Hercash minus two and a half games on the handicap, around about one point nine with Bet Rivers to beat Humbert. That is just the official pick. Leans on the other three. Enjoy your day. Good luck with your bets. Take care.